Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome, dude. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing today? Pretty good, man. How are you? All right. Hanging in there. I like your uh, your patches. Thank you. Thank you. Don't be a dick, right? It's like the most <laughs> the most basic uh, common sense rule on the field. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hell yeah, man! So you are a call sign Reaper. Yes, all right. So that's your call sign on the field, right, Reaper? Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Because your uh, Instagram name is uh, Merchant of Death as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's, uh, it's so many people on Instagram with the Reaper, even people who aren't in Aerosoft. So I figured I'd just change it up a tad bit, just make it something different. Right. Yeah, that's cool, man. Hell yeah. So what? Uh, how'd you get Reaper? Uh, Got to ask this question before. Uh, so I'm a little little more uh, comfortable with the, the dark side of our world, which is death. Uh, you know, a lot of people run from it. That it's inevitable, and they kind of a lot of people want to elongate it. Um, <clears throat> something that's made me more comfortable with people passing is just accepting it. You know, so right. uh, I've always been attached to the Grim Reaper. He comes, collects the souls, takes you down where you got to go. Uh, you know, so it's just I was out there delivering kills, and it just came up. That's just it. I move like a blur, and when you <laughs> see me, by the time you see me, you know, you putting your hand up, you gone. Back. Yep. That's it. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, you know, how many people, uh, even as older adults, still have not accepted the fact that death is a part of life. Like you cannot get out of it. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, you know, you're right. There's so many people that are just so like they ignore it because they're afraid of it and uh, yeah. like don't even want to talk about it. You ever, you know, people, they um, they talk about like. Uh, setting up like a will or something or some kind of, you know, the, the court legal shit or whatever, so that your family doesn't have to, you know, let the state deal with it when you pass away and all of that. Right. Uh, And like even getting people to talk about prepping for that, the legal side of it, man, they don't even want to talk about it. It's like, bro, what it's coming. It's coming (laughs) like every, every minute of every day. Like you don't know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, yeah, it's, uh, I, I've always been one to really not worry about it too much as an adult, you know, yeah. as a kid growing up, I guess, you know, kind of like freaks you out. Yeah. Freaks you out when a you're big, a teenager. Yeah. That's a big uncertainty. You know, where am I going? What am I doing? It's the day to day. And then you trying to figure out what you can do, you know, to, to elongate it. You know, you right. figure out, I'm gonna avoid this. I'm not gonna put myself in this position. And then you're missing out on stuff. You're not you're not living life fully because you're scared you're gonna die. So you're missing out on on stuff that's gonna help you live. Yeah, yeah, for you know, real. And I learned that at a young age, man. So it yeah. was only right. You know, I'm a like I said, I'm a blur out there. By the time you see me, the hand is up. You're walking <laughs> back. Hell yeah, man. Well, we met we met through Instagram, and uh, uh, I'm guessing you know. A handful of people that I've done podcasts with already, you know, like maybe yeah. follow on Instagram and that kind of thing. Yes, sir. Uh, like Death Row, I just did a, a yep. podcast with him. On I here. saw that. Uh, Swervo, G, uh, Gorilla Gun Club, Swervo. Oh yeah. Marco, uh, Sicario, GQ. Yep. Yeah, and I, I I know uh some of the other people you've done like Call Sign Blue. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, Call Sign Pumba. I've seen some of your other yeah. interviews. I know some of those guys. Hell yeah, dude. That's cool, man. Yeah, I love uh, meeting other airsofters through the people I've done, you know, the podcast with. It just kind of keeps, that's how it's been growing. You know, like, I don't run out of guests because as I'm talking with somebody, they're like, oh, you need to talk to this person. Or have you have you met this guy yet? Like, this this dude's cool, man. You got to talk to this guy. You know, uh, when I was doing the one with uh, Cujo or before I did the one with Cujo, he, uh, so many people talked about him, you know, in the speed QB, uh, arena and stuff. I was like, Oh, I got to look up this guy because, you know, and that's how I found a lot of people, you know? 
you know, I saw your stuff too. Um, so you're, you're on the West coast yes, and, uh, gorilla gun club, you know, taco and, uh, Swervo and those guys, they're on the East coast they're out here in Georgia. You know, yeah. I'm in South Carolina. They're in Georgia. Okay. So, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's been really cool to, to meet all you guys, uh, through other players that you guys have, you know, interacted with online or followed yeah. each other. Hell yeah, That's man. Crazy. That's good. Well, I just got off a podcast with, um, it wasn't supposed to go that late. So it started, it was supposed to start at nine, uh, with a whole group of, of guys. There were six of us on the, on the podcast. And, um, so getting that many people together, uh, was, you know, it took a minute to set up anyway. Well then, um, my co-host, Mr. OT, uh, he's in Memphis. There's a hailstorm like 10 minutes into the podcast. I'm talking, <laughs> he starts going like, like this. And we're like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, dude, there's a, like, I think my roof's coming down. Like there's a hailstorm. So he actually got off the call while we were still talking and he sent us uh, a short video of him holding a golf ball size hail from his backyard. To all the cars out there, dude, <laughs> holy shit. RIP to all the cars out there, man. I'm telling you. Uh, so uh, anyway, so we had a, we, it was kind of a clusterfuck at some point. Yeah. Uh, or different points in the in the video, so uh, it went a little longer. But um, I was like, "Bro, I got to wrap this up. We got to all right next because we were doing some questions and stuff." I was like, "Hurry up and answer, okay? I got another podcast in like fifteen minutes." So uh, <laughs> anyway, but no yeah, worries, I was, no yeah, worries. dude, I was glad you're able to get on tonight. Oh yeah, so I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you for having me out. Hell yeah! yeah. So. Uh, are you uh, are you originally from California? Uh, actually, no. I'm from Detroit. Uh, born and raised oh, in Detroit. Shit. Um, we moved a lot because of my mom's job. Uh, yeah. So we just we ended up in a few different places. And California was the last place we ended up. And actually, yeah. we were in San Diego for three and a half years, and it ended up coming out to Sacramento, uh, 2020. Okay. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah, I uh, I got I still got family in uh, Detroit. Well, Sterling Heights. Right okay. outside Detroit. No, right yeah. yeah. So no, I've been, right I've driven through Detroit a handful of times. And then one of the guys I served with in the military uh, was from Michigan as well. I think he was, I can't remember the name of the town, but it was right outside of Detroit as well. So yeah. I've been there, you know, through, through Detroit traffic a handful of times. <laughs> I heard no, that. thank you. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Yeah, man, 75% of the drivers in Detroit are uninsured. I'm telling you now. Well, they hate the fucking roads, bro. Those roads are fucking tore up, at least back when I was driving through there. The they highways, potholes everywhere. Yes, sir. And those concrete areas, uh, you know, how they have those cuts in the concrete. And you're driving, it's just either you're hitting a pothole or you're hitting those lines. It's just like, like, bro, turn the music up louder. <laughs> hope you got a good suspension on the car because it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, for real. Hell yeah, man. So uh, how do you like California compared to, do you like the weather out there? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I miss, the, I miss the four seasons, the full four seasons. Yeah. I grew up with it. I'm used to it. Uh, so it's a little weird that it doesn't snow and I got to drive so far for snow. But yeah, I do like the, I do like the sunny all the time. You can't beat that, man. Oh, I know. You know, it's it's hard to complain about it uh, because it's such nice weather. But um, if now, how old were you when you guys moved from Detroit to Cali? Do you remember? Like a young 20s, kid? Nah, 22, 23. Mm. Okay, so you went through all the, you know, growing up with Christmas time, with oh, snow. Yeah. And then oh, yeah. your first Christmas out in Cali with no snow did it feel weird very weird no very shit dude. weird yep very weird i was it's just you know it's hard to get in the spirit when you don't see that white stuff on the ground man it is even when you know it's coming late like you know in detroit sometimes it'll snow late but you know it's coming you know yep. it's still cold it's rainy the rain is freezing over so you get a little slush here and right. there. 
But yeah, it was definitely weird not having snow my first Christmas. <laughs> I did the same thing when uh, when I went to military. I grew up in Cleveland, Cleveland, okay. Ohio. So uh, you know, not I was like an hour or so where I was at, an hour, maybe an hour and a half to Michigan border. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I went in the military, most of my duty stations were hot. <clears throat> and uh, that first Christmas, I was like, bro, this feels <laughs> weird. Putting lights and shit. And uh, I'm like, no it, doesn't, like it just so, doesn't make it. So weird. <laughs> Christmas trees, Christmas lights, you go to the stores and the Christmas music on, but there's no snow. It, like it just doesn't feel like it, man. Not at all. No. Hell yeah. So, uh, I guess how did you go from uh, from? I get well. Did you play airsoft in Detroit? No. Oh, okay. And that's what's crazy. It's, it's fields out there. You know, I was playing with airsoft guns as a teenager and gotcha. a, a child. You know, just playing with my brother or my friends, just shooting each other up, but. Yeah never organized uh and i didn't even play in san diego i didn't start playing until uh the beginning of this year no shit okay yes sir our first game was in uh april yeah it was a night game and we took off from there damn okay and how did you end up uh going to your first game how'd you get into that uh so I was working at my old job and my brother was trying to get me to quit because it was just a shit place. Um, and one of his selling points about coming to where he works was it's an airsoft store right across the street. Oh, shit. I, I, yeah. So I was like, OK, you got me, you know. Uh, and we just we would go to we would go to work. We would go over there, you know, talk to the guys, peruse a few times. And Christmas was rolling up and I went to buy him a gun. And I wanted to play with it, but I didn't want to show him his present. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go get me a gun. And I got a little, I got a little spring MP5 uh, okay. that I was just playing with. I was like, it's not enough. Right. It's not, it's not enough. So I went and got an ARP9. We, uh, we, we grabbed some gear and, and started kind of building the collection. We would just buy it our time. It, it Like, you know, so about December, November, we started collecting gear and, uh, the guys at the store that we go to, they have a little piece of paper that says where to play. And we just, uh, we picked the field that was closest and we, we went out there and the first game was a night game. And we just, I talked my brother into doing that. And that's, we just we started from there. Hell yeah. That's cool. So uh, how was your first game? We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish. The future of Airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. It was a little bit of what I expected. Um, And then it was a little bit of what I didn't expect. It was a night game. Never played at the field. We did have a few games with a little sunlight, so we were able to, you know, learn the layout of the field a little bit, but it's guys that's been out there that go there every day, you know, that's their home field. Yep. So they know it back of their hand, yep. you know, with their eyes closed, they running around flanking us, <laughs> you know, and then they allow feathering at that field. They don't care if you got a binary trigger, you know, uh, gotcha. they allow you to see two eights, it's a zero foot engagement. So, you know, it's pitch black and all I see is guys behind me just in my back with three shots. Oh, I'm like, oh God. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, it was a little, it was a little shock, but I definitely uh, I fell in love, man. It was so easy to, to just want to do it more, you know? Yeah. So getting well, shot up like that definitely made me want to get better. <laughs> well, see, that's what I was going to ask you because that's what I uh, – if you listen to the one I talked with, uh, Swervo, he had the same thing. I asked him about that, you know, how was his first game? I said, did you get any kills? He's like, no, nah, man. He said, I didn't know the field. It was, you know, this and this. And uh, I said, but it didn't deter you. Like you were like, fuck this. I'm going to learn it and I'm going to get better. You know? Yeah. 
And that sounds like that's... camera in every game. You know, I will watch my footage. Nice. I'll watch when I got killed, you know, and I'm like, oh, I could definitely do that different. I could definitely approach that room different. Yeah. I could definitely, when I notice somebody like this, I can come at it this way instead. So I'm always watching my footage, watching when I'm getting killed. You know, if I see people, uh, like some of the people I play with, they send me footage of them catching me. So I want to see what I look like from their perspective coming in the room. Yeah. Uh, you know, they don't know they helping me, but they helping me. So <laughs> I, just, I just watch my footage, you know, a lot of that definitely. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, that's smart. Good way to use it, you know. Okay. Hell yeah. Now what were you uh what were you running your first game? What what gun? The ARP9? Yep. And a Poseidon Orion. Uh it was a 17 clone. Okay. Uh and it sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> I played with it a few games and then I went and bought a four or three. Gotcha. So what, what sucked about it when you pulled it out to use it, it didn't work. <laughs> uh, no, it did. It just, the slot was a little, it just wasn't as responsive as I liked it to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a little laggy, a little clunky, you know, the TM, even with stock parts, you know, you can, you can slam that trigger and it just goes. Right. So, uh, I was looking for something for more competitive play. Gotcha. You know, and that's more, I think that's more meal sim, just a look kind of thing. You know, uh-huh. here's a quick sidearm. So it just yeah. for me. I hear you, man. We got uh most of the guns we got on our on our YouTube channel were uh, from unboxings, you know, the mystery boxes that were uh the Evic BOAs, Evic BOAs. Yeah. And uh, you know, some of their guns, uh most of them were fine, but uh some of them were you know, the restock, like, or the return gun, you know, it'll say in, on the tag, like, uh, refurbished type of, you know, rebuilt or whatever, you know. And, um, and so there were a few that, bro, this thing's like chopping BBs, uh, like shooting two BBs or trying to, uh, and then we're, you know, we'll do a couple shots, you know, it's an AG, we'll do a couple shots. And then we're like, Man, something's wrong with this. We'll tip it down. BB rolls out the barrel. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Taking the mag out? Like, what the fuck? We try different mags, you know? Uh, it seems like that's a common thing when you don't get, you know, a decent gun or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely worth it. I've learned that. Um, you know, if you don't spend the money, you definitely end up paying more. It's it's gonna suck down the road. Yeah. Yeah, for somebody that's going to play maybe like once or twice a year, they're not really into it. They're just going to play with their friend, you know, it's kind of like just like a social thing. <clears throat> they could get, you know, something cheaper that whatever, you know. Yeah, definitely. But uh, if you go the first time, which and really get into it, which is most of people is what's happened to most people I've talked with on here, no matter who they are, no matter what country they're in that, you know, once they go the first time, like they're like, okay. I want to do this, you know, that's it. it. (laughs) You got to get the good, you know, you got to get the goods, man. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Swerve, I was talking like, yeah, I went the first time we got shot up, did this and I went back and I got $700 worth of shit. You know, it was like, (laughs) that part of the interview that had me dying. That had me dying. Oh, he's good. That's how how it is. Like, yeah, this game, you know, I bought my gun and it was like, tracers mandatory or well tracer bb's uh flashlight or tracer required gotcha. i went and bought a require uh flashlight went and bought a tracer yeah i got it all i was just prepared you know i just i'd rather be ready i got a swing you know i got my got my ammo pouch for my for my chest rig everything it just nice you know i just i decided to just you know be ready i'd rather yeah. be ready to have some need something and not have it and i'd rather have it and not need it yeah for real did not want to be caught with my pants down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate that, bro. For real. Yeah. yeah, anything in life, you know. I like to be prepared. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, man. So, uh, so you just started in April, your first game, uh, and this is what October. So it hasn't even been a year. And so, how you know? How, do you play like? Every weekend, every other weekend. Every weekend, for the most part, uh, my work schedule is a, is pretty uh, inconsistent. But Sunday is the guarantee off day, so Sunday gotcha. is the day I play. 
Sunday okay. is airsoft day for sure. Now, do you do you prefer the uh, indoor or outdoor? I definitely prefer indoor. Uh, a yeah. lot, lot more honesty going on there. Okay. Uh, tracers help. You can follow your own shot. Right. Uh, no wind to equate for. Uh, it's just a better, and it's, it's, it forces you to play closer. Whereas some of these outdoor fields, you know, you got a lot of space to shoot across the floor at yeah. each other. You got a lot of space for, for the wind to take your shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's causing frustration for nothing because you're thinking you're hitting somebody and you're not. So, you know, indoor takes a lot of that frustration out. And then, you know, it's the it's the refs. They got the floor refs in most indoor places. They walking around. They can help monitor the game. Right. Uh, the, some of the, the field I play at that's indoor, uh, they, you know, they got usually four refs, two on each side of the field walking around with shields and then they have uh usually two to three reps up on the kill house and they have a platform so they can see the whole field right not just the kill house so you know it's, it's a lot more watching uh going oh, on cool. a lot easier to monitor like i say because a lot of people use tracers because they indoor yeah uh, so it's just i definitely prefer indoor okay now do you play in an area where there's some of those uh bigger teams like um who's out on the west coast uh SYG, um, Murder I Inc. I don't play any. No, nah, I don't play around any of those guys. We do have a Taco, a speed team, Taco. Um, yeah, they play at the Roseville place where we played our okay. first game. Um, and it's a couple like local teams that go to Sac County Airsoft. They do speed tournaments and stuff out there. Uh, I don't. I don't know the names of the teams. Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of offers from speed teams, though, like people who see me play, you know, on right. Sundays and stuff. They're like, hey, if you ever want to play speed, hit me up. You know, come join. But yeah, it's not my, it's not my style. I, I can't get with it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Well, you know, I've talked with so many people about the uh, the the speed QB tournaments, and you know, and you know, I I like to watch them. Uh, and, and learn about these guys that, you know, that play them and stuff. And I followed, um, Demo on, uh, on Instagram for quite a while. And, uh, I think he's, uh, recently part of SYG. I don't know how long he's been on that team, but, uh, everyone I've talked with for the speed QB stuff is talking about SYG and, uh, who did, uh, Lobo, when I talked with King Lobo, he said, uh, Oh man, I can't remember the team name, but uh, I think they're, you know, most of the speed QB like tournament teams that are kind of well-known, I guess, around the West coast. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know full auto only. Um, gotcha. Uh, Syndicate, I, I think is the name of one. Yep. Yeah. I follow um, them. Full auto only Syndicate. And then uh, that's, that's really it. Like I know a few players. I know, okay. uh I don't know like their team names, but I do right. know a few speed players that I like I like watching it, like you said, but it's just I'm too competitive for that, I think. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't think I would uh my attitude would mix well with, with that kind of style <laughs> game, but, you know, so I just I'd rather stay away from it. Yeah. I hear you, man. Yeah, I see some of these videos, man, where they're uh these tournaments and stuff where these uh some well, I've seen one recently where the ref just took points away from this team because it was uh, both teams were down to one. So it was one V one guy runs around, you know, gets the better of this other guy runs around behind him. He didn't see him and, uh, and shot him. And um, it just came around the corner and shot real quick. So, uh, and I and hit him in the back of the head. So uh, the ref took points away even though that's that's allowed like there's that's no crazy. rule against that that's crazy. uh so i talked with somebody about on you know about that on the podcast like a month ago and i was like dude that would fucking piss me off especially if this is an actual game that goes towards your uh your team's points yeah. to these tournaments yeah. um yeah that's yeah that shit and, you know, it's just the same thing that I'm noticing, like, with local play. You know, a few players, they've been doing it for a while. They know the refs. Yeah. They cool with the refs, so the refs looking out for this team because yeah. that's my boy over there, so I'm definitely calling in favor of him. 
Yeah. No, I'm, I noticed that a lot. That's like frustrating. Just, uh, with local players, you know, going around some of these fields, like at a, nope, not even going to say the name of it. That's all right. At one of my fields that I go to, yeah, it's a video that a player posted. And the ref is like, hey, dude, uh, it's the enemy over there. You know, giving them direct direct location of where Oh, hell no. You know, and it's like, bro, you the, you the ref. You're not supposed to be doing stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I think, too, is uh, uh, some of these guys, um, they were players at that field. And they're there all the time. So then they're like, hey, uh, you know, the field owner or whatever is like, um, hey, would you like to ref? You know, we're down. You know, somebody couldn't come in or whatever. Yeah. And so they end up kind of like filling in and more and more. And now they're a full-time ref there or something. Uh, so they play with a lot of those guys, even in the beginning. so they know, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that shit could be frustrating as hell, but, Definitely. um, I never, you know, I, I don't, I don't see it very often because, you know, a lot of it's not on video. Yeah. So, but I, I'm guessing that would happen quite quite a yeah. lot oh yeah <laughs> you know that's not the footage they're gonna share either you know I'm, no hell I'm no when i when i saw it when i was watching it yeah it, i had to watch it like three or four times to realize what, realize what was going on oh shit like yeah. I, I watched it you know i listened to the audio he shot the kid and i'm like wait a minute the ref the ref just told him where he was i watched it again i listened to it and i didn't even get through the full video i restarted i yeah. watched it again i'm like yeah the ref really just you know, it was like, hey, he, and I mean, gave out precise, like he's coming out of this door or this building. Right. He is, he's wearing this. Get him. Like, bro. <laughs> That's fucked up. You his UAV or what? Uh, hey, back in my day, bro, that's called being a snitch. And snitches yeah. get stitches. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that would have, uh, you know, if I'd have, if I'd have been on the other side of that shot, I'd have been mad. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Well, yeah, that's uh, I feel like if there was um, if there was a standard or a higher standard, I guess, in the speed QB arena, you know, yeah. uh, where it was more fair uh, across the board where the, you know, they, the, the, that shit didn't happen so much. I feel like a lot more people would want to be a part, you know, kind of get to the next level in, uh, you know, like to see how good they are hey yeah. what i want to be a part of this team i'm yeah oh they're supposed to be the best in america uh or maybe the players earn points you know where it's all on the play, you know level playing field and each player could kind of rank, rank up, up just like, like in a video game yeah. rank up in the, in the leaderboards you know national ranking system whatever but you can't have one like that when there's so many you know it's not fair across the board at whatever field you go to, you know? Yeah. It's uh, I feel like not even, not even just speed, but general play, Nielsen play needs to be held to a higher standard too. Yeah. Some of the stuff these refs do and let people get away with and, and not get away with, you know, some of that stuff I would like to see change for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's getting there. Uh, there's, you know, there's some uh, tournament, uh, event holders like in speed QB and in mill Sims. Uh, well, mill Sims don't have tournaments. They should, they should start that. But, um, the, uh, mill Sims, a lot of the mill Sims are, um, they have so many different, uh, you know, it's such a big area that they're playing on. And there's so many different objectives that you don't really get, you know, pinned down too much. You know, it's not like you can spawn camp or whatever, uh, too much, whatever. So, and there's helicopters flying around. There's fucking vehicles going with machine guns on them and shit. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on at those things. Yeah. Now, have you ever uh, wanted to go to a Milsim? I do. I do. Okay. Uh, not necessarily Milsim West, but any any kind of Milsim event, yeah. I'm down to try. Right. It's definitely something on the the airsoft bucket list. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't go to your first Milsim uh, for Milsim West because it's uh, that is like something you work towards. You know, if you want to do, you know, if you go to Milsim and you like it, then that's kind of like the next step because a, a lot of guys they'll do the forty hour events, the Milsim West, and they'll um, 
you know, some people don't, they're like, bro, it's a long, you know, it's kind of long. Yeah. You got to dedicate 40 hours. Bro. Like (laughs) nonstop. Yeah. No no leaving to go to the hotel. No pooping in the bathroom. You all (laughs) simulating the military. You're shitting in the woods, bro. Okay. (laughs) I get it. I'm I'm still down. That that hasn't deterred me. I think the only thing that's, that's bothering me is where do I charge my batteries? Yeah. You know, that's my, I think that's my only issue. How do I keep my GoPro charged for 40 hours? How do I keep my gun charged? <laughs> yeah. You know who, uh, oh man, who was it? Um, tactical face. Never heard uh, of yeah, it was the one, I think it was like one or two before, uh, Swervo okay. that came out. He's part of the tryhards. He was talking about the, uh, when he does go, he records every fucking thing, bro. Like everything, the nonstop whole mil, you know, their team does a lot of mil sims. And, um, he, uh, he was telling me how, uh, he does a, he does not put a GoPro or he doesn't put a battery in the GoPro. He go, he runs it off of one of those like portable chargers. Yeah. Uh, because when you put a battery in it and then and then use the portable charger it overheats yeah so uh it runs straight from that and that lasts longer than the batteries okay so i was i was gonna look into doing one of those yeah just talking to my girlfriend about doing that yeah yeah Yeah, they're cool a lot of different things you can do to kind of you know fix that kind of shit or whatever but Yeah, he was like, dude, I don't miss one second. Of, I get everything all the time. I turn it on. He's like, I want to record everything. And I was like, okay. Yeah, I need to be like that. I need, uh-huh. I need that. Definitely going to look into getting one of those. For sure, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, Milsim's, uh, there's a lot of good options, especially out where you're at. Um, there's oh, so the many Milsim fields. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say kind of close but California is so fucking long, you know, so big. It's uh, it might be a eight hour drive, you know, I don't know. It's worth it for me, dude. I've, <laughs> I've driven, I've already, uh, so to play at the indoor field that I play at, it's an hour drive both ways. Oh shit. Yeah. So we do have an indoor field that's closer. Yeah. Pretty small. Um, and they're fairly new. So the Sunday crowd is not as, uh, full as the other place. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to spend my Sunday running around shooting at three people. That doesn't make some good footage. So, you know, Dude, I go where the crowd is. Yes. I've uh, I've said that so many times on earlier podcasts about how when I was a paintballer back in the 90s, um, it really sucks to go to the field. And, you know, there's me and five other, you know, my buddies. And uh, we go to the field and there's nobody there yet. Like, we'll get there early when they first open because we're excited to play. Yeah. And uh, there's nobody there. You're like, dude, we're not gonna fucking run two against three for the next two hours. <laughs> oh no, open not. field, man! It fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the time. Yeah, it's it's good to have more targets. Definitely. Oh, yeah, uh, the more people, the more people there, I get excited. The more excited I am, definitely. No shit, right? So you got? Uh, are you? So are you running your um, ARP nine still? Is that what you're running now? Yep. I that love that gun, only, man. That is my only weapon. Other than my, I got a uh, Golden Eagle M87, M870. Yeah. Uh, and then I got my 4.3, which is currently down. So I'm just okay. my shotgun and my rifle. Gotcha. Yeah, I think I saw one of your pictures on your Instagram. Uh, it was either you. I couldn't tell who was who. It was you and a buddy uh, in your picture. And one of you just yeah. holding a shotgun. That's me. That's okay. me with a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I, I tapped it, put a, a M4 mag adapter on it. You know, I just plug it oh, right to the holes and go. Yeah. Nice. Love that thing. Okay. The only shotguns we ever had were the um, the ones that use the little shells that would shoot like three or six BBs at a time. Yeah. You uh, you fill up the, the gas in the shell. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. those. Those, yeah. shoot, those shoot a little harder than your regular spring or gas. Right. Shotgun. I like those. Yeah. Oh, my bad. We do have a spring. Actually, I'm looking at it right now on this wall. It was a cheaper one. Um, it looks cool, but uh, it was uh, it's a spring one. 
you know, instead of the gas. But the first two we had were the gas shells okay. or whatever. I like yeah, those. Yeah, those are pretty cool. Uh, I I was I was really shocked and surprised that you know when we got it because I didn't know anything about airsoft when we started our channel. Yeah. And never you know <laughs> knew anything about the guns and all the shit. So when we got it in a mystery box. I was like, how the hell does this work? Like, this is, you know, and then they're like, oh, yeah, you feel the, I was like, man, that's pretty damn cool, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. It's funny watching the, everything progress. Uh, yeah. Like like I said, man, I was, I just remember playing with AK-47s from Walmart, you know, and they don't cycle the way they cycle now. I remember being able to walk into a, a, sporting, a sporting store or something and, you know, it's a plethora of different airsoft guns. Sure, they're not as good as what we got now, but I remember being able to buy just a regular old, just, you know, 80, 90 bucks rifle in or shotgun, just, just yeah. a spring shotgun, no gas. You know, the rifle that you can hear the gears clunking as you pull the trigger. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible, man. It was horrible. We've come a long way. Oh, no shit, right? Yeah. Have you have you ever seen the uh, tag-ins? The tag-in uh, grenade launcher? I have. I want one. Bro. I want one. So it might have been a year or so into our channel, starting our YouTube channel. Uh, one of our followers that we were kind of, you know, talking with a lot and stuff, he uh, he bought the launcher. This thing's like 600 bucks or something, just the launcher itself. And it attaches, you know, it's uh, under barrel, whatever, you know, it goes underneath the, uh, uh, like an M4 or whatever. Yep on the rail um and this thing's heavy dude it's you know machined aluminum or steel yeah. like a dude it's nice uh and when we got it i'm thinking it was like the other grenade launchers we had where you know uh it was i just thought it was real basic right just lob it out there no man these things the grenades are rifled the barrel is rifled <laughs> this thing shoots like a fucking rocket dude yeah, so I mean, the, it'll shoot a football field. Yeah. yeah, it'll shoot a football field easy, easy. So it uh, it shocked the hell out of me. My boys, uh, two of my sons are on, you know, started the channel with me and uh, and one of their friends that got them an airsoft. So their talent, they already had seen this in action at a milsim. And they're like, no, nah, man, this thing shoots far. I'm like, it can't shoot that hard. There's no way. Like, how? where, where are you going to use it at? Like, you can't shoot somebody. Like, no, they use it for like anti-vehicle, you know, taking out vehicles and stuff. And if you're far enough away, you can shoot it at groups of people or whatever. And I'm like, whatever, man. So you see me on the video, you know, this is all on our YouTube channel. I, I, I'm standing there and my son fires a first shot. It was a dummy round. It wasn't explosive or anything. And this thing, I I couldn't even see it. It was like a fucking bullet. And we had a tarp (laughs) set up to like catch it. No, it went through the fucking tarp. And into the woods, bro. Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> bye bye. Uh, oh, it's awesome though. But uh, yeah, and the Reaper rounds that uh, speaking of Reaper, they yeah. they have rounds called Reaper rounds that that's the ones you want. Okay, those are the explosive rounds, and uh, they're awesome, dude. They're awesome. Explosive in what way? They blow up like a fucking M80. Okay. You know the fire, uh, firecracker. You remember the M80s? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a huge fucking bang, bro. Okay, I like that. I need to look mm. into that. Yeah. So I have a. So I have. You know, if you look up uh, the video on our channel, and you can find them online anywhere. Uh, a bunch of videos from uh, of tagins. Um, look up the tagin. You know, watch a couple of videos on those. And I also did a short or a Instagram reel that's on our Instagram. If you scroll way down, you'll see uh, it says sound on because I took it. uh, I had the GoPro sitting here in slow motion. And when this, uh, and my son fired across the top of it and you hear it coming in slow motion (laughs) and it hits the wall. We had these tables set up, right? Propped up and shit, like just regular fold out plastic tables. It hits that and bounces. Uh, it hits it so hard it bounces past the camera. So, uh, yeah, dude, it was. We kept moving the camera back farther and farther. It kept bouncing. Is this thing hits hard? 
So uh, anyway, we did finally get one where it blows up in the, you know, in front of the camera, but um, you need to watch it. It's the sound is crazy. And I left it, you know, slow motion with the sound because it sounds awesome. But uh, yeah, anyway, so the Reaper rounds are the shit, you know, they're expensive, but they're the shit. That's what everyone gets when they go to a mil sim. They'll usually be selling them in the uh, store there. And uh, everyone's like, yep, give me a couple of those. Give me a couple of those. I would definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm working on my my meal sim loadout. I definitely don't have enough to go yeah. to go do a 40 hour event. I'm definitely underprepared. There's a lot of them though that uh, they'll do like a one day meal sim. You know, 12 yeah, hours. So I've seen I've seen some where they're two day, but they allow you to leave, go back, yep. you know, prepare, get yourself together, yep. come back in the morning and report. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna weigh my options. I'm definitely gonna find me an event that. That fits my my loadout. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, so they're starting to change them as well. Uh, they're doing like um, so the ones that my boys have gone to, and that I went to with them in um, April, I think, was uh, it's you'll play for it'll start uh, Friday night if you want to do the night game. It's a separate ticket, but the main part of it is um, Saturday and Sunday. And so Saturday they do three sessions. So they'll do uh, like nine to noon. Then you take a break, right? So it's three hours of gameplay, full on, you know, ready to go for three hours. And then you take a break, you come back at, uh, I can't remember, you know, two o'clock or something, two to five. And then they do one from eight to 11, so it's kind of okay. like a night, you know, the night game for uh, Saturday night. And then they play for like another three hour session on Sunday as well. Okay. So you get a break, you know, when you're done uh, Saturday night, um, everyone goes back and they have a big campground uh, at this one, you know, at the field we were at. Everyone's camped out. They got their pickups over here. They got tents set up. They got, you know, whatever, like uh, car doors propped open, you know, music and shit like, every, you know, campfires and okay oh yeah everyone's drinking and smoking bro you walk I'm through an airsoft man. event a milsim event you're smelling alcohol and weed okay uh, <laughs> after the games are out, i'm telling you that's what it is um and it's fun man it's super fun it's such a good hangout you know everyone's just hanging out like uh chilling you know the last one i was just talking with the guy that uh he says man we were hungry and i i went on uh, my app or the pizza hut app and there was one close enough that delivered to the field he was at a milsim and, got and delivered. delivered. <laughs> he had the, he ordered it while he was in gameplay. Like he just went behind cover, ordered a fucking pizza. <laughs> That's something I would definitely do. Have it hot and ready waiting on you, man. I'm telling you now. Oh yeah. That's cool, man. Oh yeah. So what, uh, what's your plans for, uh, for the rest of this year? Do you guys have any events you're going to or anything you're uh, looking forward to? uh not really no events uh this year like i said the loadout is not ready yeah i, I can't uh i can't go out with what i currently have yeah well just just playing just you know improving the, the gameplay improving right. the editing on the videos try to grow a following on instagram a little better good um and you know at the end of at the end of it all i really want to open my own field uh that's, nice. that's kind of where i plan on going with it yeah, I definitely want to open my own field because you know, as a player, I know what I want. I know right. what I, I know what I'm looking for when I walk into a field, um, and I give every place a chance. Like I said, I, I drive an hour to go play at the field I play right. at. The furthest I've driven for airsoft is an hour and a half one way. Okay, uh, and I had to wake up at six in the morning to do it. You know, oh, shit. I'm, I'm dedicated. <laughs> uh, and I just, you, I saw, like I said, I'll give everybody a chance, but just a lot of fields don't meet what i'm looking for i guess yeah uh and i want more of a meal sim feel in a general play game gotcha. i want to i want to feel like uh it's sure the, the team versus team is good and it's fun uh the different game modes they do infection capture the flag domination deliver the package bomb or whatever stop the chemist this team death match uh, it's just a lot of other stuff i would want to do in that that time you know right. and uh 
I feel like you know, I could I could provide that at, at my own facility. And right. I, that's that's my goal. That's my end game. Hell yeah, dude. That's cool. Yeah, good. Yeah, we need more uh more options out there. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, man. So you're in you said you're in uh Sacramento area? Yep. Yeah. Is that considered northern California? Is that up like it's north? Cal. Yes, sir. Okay. Gotcha. Past like uh Yosemite National Park and all that? Or you're not up as far as uh San San Fran, yes, are you no. in the bay? Okay. I'm, I'm under, so it's uh San Francisco is up here on the edge and then we're like down and in. Oh, okay. We are we are a little more inland and we are not right. as far north as the bay is. Gotcha. Okay. Oh yeah, man. Good deal. Now what you said you had to get up at six to drive this thing. Um, do you work your work schedule? Do you work like day shift? Do you have to get up early for work? Okay. So you were already kind of used to getting up early. You just don't like it. Yeah. It's a, I wake up at six every day for work anyway. So my body is just on that schedule. On Sundays I wake up at six, I start getting my gun bag ready, making sure everything is charged up. Right. You know, making sure I got all my, my clips, my, everything I need to go have fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. Now you, uh, you play, um, was it you and your brother? Yeah. And then we got a, we got another friend who plays with us. Okay. Uh, we all, all work at the same place and we all started playing together. Nice. Are you guys, uh, did you start an official team yet? Uh, no, really. Yeah. We still working on that. Trying to get my brother to use my old GoPro. I've yet to get him to put that thing on and record some footage, <laughs> man. But we, I mean, we are a team. Uh, right. We already got a name for it and everything. Okay. Uh, you know, and we will, we are looking for more people to play with. You know, we're not just exclusive right. to us three. Like, we down to play with anybody, you know, as long as you call your hits. Right. And you get at what you do, you can definitely come run with us. Yeah, don't be a whiny bitch and don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only two conditions, man. That's I mean, it's so conditions. easy. Just don't, just don't be those two things, okay? Like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> I hear you, dude. Oh, yeah. So what is your, uh, do you have a favorite um, or an ideal or dream gun that you've been looking at that you want to upgrade to once you uh, decide to do something else with the, uh, with your uh, ARP9? Dream gun, a honey badger. I definitely want a honey badger. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind a, uh, the AAP. Oh, one with the carbine kit. I prefer yeah. smaller guns. Um, okay. I don't like, I don't like long rifles. I've never been a long, the fan of a long rifle. Yeah. Um, I prefer it a lot more compact and it, it complements my gameplay style. So anything small, anything that looks cool gotcha. and small is a dream gun of mine. Hell yeah. 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 The ARP nine is good, man. That's a, you know, G and G is a good brand. Definitely. I made a solid choice with the first gun. I For real. With, with very little knowledge of the airsoft field, you know. Uh, right. And it wasn't like I just went in there and looked at a price tag. I looked at the model of it, you know, what it looked like. I held a couple of different guns. Yeah. You know, I asked them to put the battery in. I pulled the trigger. I, you know, I played with a couple of them. And I just, that seemed to be the one that just spoke to me. So that's what I went with. Nice. Did you see the one uh, um, Swervo had? He he showed it on the uh he showed it on there. He's got one and it's got uh the barrel is a little like longer than the it's sticking out than the handrail. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, see, I, I like that. that look. I'm just scared to lose my tracer. <laughs> I hear you. That's my thing. Like yeah. uh because I was gonna I was gonna elongate the inner barrel of my four three to a five one inner barrel, but once I do that, yeah, I gain a velocity, but I lose my tracer. And that's, uh, my, that's my biggest setback. I need to see those things go pew pew. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, because a lot of those tracers, or I guess all of them, they the the actual unit it's that lights it up is in the very front, I guess. Yeah. Where the BB passes through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's super, it's super hard to place those. So you gotta put a 
a thousand barrel extensions on it or whatever. It just right. changes the look of the gun. Yep. Now for a Milsim event, definitely. You right. Know, we right. outside playing, just running around. I definitely slap a longer barrel on it. Gotcha. I, and I plan on getting some different guns, you know, as time goes on to uh to complement a different style of gameplay, definitely. But you know, as of now, that shotgun, that pistol and that that little ARP nine, it does it for me. It gets the job done. Hell yeah. I love the look of that shotgun. When I saw that uh, picture on your post, it's uh, it's got that kind of old style look that looks like a sawed off, but not yeah. a, not as short. Not as short, but it's, but the it's handle is yeah. the pump handle is uh, is you know natural wood color or the walnut color instead mm -hmm. of like the one I have is you know like the combat one. It's all you know real thick and heavy. It's all black, you know. Yeah. Uh, that wood one. And it reminds me of like uh, the mafia back in the day. You know what I'm saying? That's why I got it. Because that hand, the handle is wooden too, and it's, it's you know it's shaped. Yeah. It's not just like a gun stock. It's got a little curve in it. Right. I like it. I love it. That's cool, man. Tell everybody where they can find you on uh, online right now. Uh, it's on Instagram. It will be Merchant of Death 420, yep. um, and TikTok is M dot O dot D 420. Uh, no, it's a dot after the D and then 420. Mod, yep, with a dot in between all of them. Right, right. Merchant of Death. Duh. Yep. I'm, I'm yeah. sitting here trying to think, <laughs> bro. It's late for me. It's like, it's like midnight, and I've no, had like no four worries. cups of coffee. <laughs> I get it. No worries. No worries. Uh, I also got to give a shout out to my sponsors, right quick. The guys yeah. over at One Stop Airsoft and uh, FA Airsoft Solutions. Right. Oh, dude, I totally forgot to ask you about that because you're uh, so, yeah. Talk about the uh, what what did they uh, Hefe Airsoft do for your what was your uh, pistol or your you showed a, on your Instagram. You had just recently, I think you had a, uh, a picture of a gun with uh, a patch or sticker or something from Hefe Airsoft. Oh, that's a, that's one of the custom bills they do on the AAP01. Uh, that's, that's what not it was. my that's not my gun okay okay was. but uh he he upgraded the internals and the externals on that thing right I mean, he is sick with the aapo ones yeah it looked awesome yeah yes it did okay. i'm definitely gonna end up grabbing one from him right hell yeah well you have a good night man i appreciate you all right thank you you too man talk to you later talk to you soon yeah.